Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Hill Wrestling Federation podcast, brother. Lots of emphasis on that podcast. Podcast. The hard P <laughs> for podcast, brother. Hard B. Hard P's and B's here on the Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. I am Sean Harris. And I am Aaron Kosker. And we are the very first and only and the greatest One Tree Hill slash wrestling podcast of all time. If another one comes out that's like beating us, Holy shit. y'all better like oh, no. let us know. What if like somebody just <laughs> creates a One Tree Hill slash wrestling podcast? They won't amalgamate it the way we do, though. I don't think. You never know. You never know. You know who could do it solo on his own? Who? Skyler. I mean, he could. Because he's a big wrestling fan. He's also a big One Tree Hill fan. I think we have to have him on the show one day. One day. I think it would make sense because he's such a huge wrestling fan and such a huge One Tree Hill fan. He that... got me into One Tree Hill. And then he got into you, too. <gasps> oh, my God. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. You're disgusting. Ah, we love you, Skyler. <laughs> December 30th, 1996 episode. What the fuck was this episode called again? Uh, you gotta go there to come back. You gotta go there to come back. Stage brother. As we amalgamate One Tree Hill and World Wrestling Federation slash entertainment Federation. Here. <laughs> Federation. December 30th, 1996. So here's a milestone for us. This is the very last episode in 1996 of Monday Night Raw. So we will be hitting the year 1997 when we hit the next episode. So the next episode in January of 1997, what were you doing in January of 1997? Probably painting with a Barbie that I got for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> It's also my brother's birthday and my sister's birthday in January. I was playing N64. I was playing Super Mario 64, Pilot Wing 64, Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey. That's what I was doing. We really didn't have much for video games when I was yeah, like PlayStation young One. kid. We, yeah, but we didn't get that till a bit later. Mm. Um, and yeah, we had an old Nintendo like, like an NES, NES but yeah. you know. We didn't really play it that much. Like, it wasn't as big of a thing. Our video game um, times yep. were mostly at my Auntie Sandy's place because she had yeah, the huge all collection. of them, the massive collection. So, if we went to or wanted to play video games, we went to Auntie Sandy's because she had the badass collection. And, you know. Who was your favorite wrestler in 1997? I never watched wrestling in 1997. If you were watching wrestling in 1997, who would be your favorite wrestler? And I'll answer that for you. Tassel Boots. December 30th, <laughs> 1996 episode of Monday Night Raw. Yes, it's Monday Night Raw for this uh, episode. This one was so bad. 
bad. Okay, <sighs> guys, I just need to let you in on a little secret. Sean and I are both drinking right now when we're recording this episode. So if we progressively get a little weirder, that is why I apologize in advance. Things are going to get fun, but they're also going to get a lot weirder. And you can enjoy our weirdness on Instagram and TikTok at treehillwf.podcast and finish us mightily on all of the on, streaming and services. finish us? Finish us mightily. Not just finish us, but finish Fo- us mightily. Follow us? Finish us. No, finish us, meaning what? finish every single episode of the podcast uh. that we have released. <laughs> finish us mightily <laughs> on all the streaming services, including... I had no idea what including, you were talking about. Deezer. Exactly. That's all Spotify, we have to mention. Apple Podcasts. iHeartRadio. Uh, Samsung Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher. Tune Radio, is that still a thing? Apparently. I don't fucking know. Uh, Pandora, we're on Pandora. Pandora's box. We have opened it, and here we are. Oh my god. December 30th, 1996, episode of Monday Night Raw. We have gotten back the Monday Night Raw theme song, brother. Yeah. It's come back. After like 10 episodes. Remember remember when I said that I hated it the first time? Yeah. Now I'm kind of warming up to it just because it's not the hard open where it's just like, boom. Yeah. We're in the middle of a match. You don't get the We're starting like five minutes into a match, it feels like. Because every single time we start, it's just Vince with this fucking, you know, throat killers his and that's the thing is sometimes you see sometimes when it opens you get to see them at least enter yeah sometimes it just cuts to they're already in the ring they're already starting to wrestle it's like fuck off i'm not ready for this (laughs) but now we get the original monday night raw theme Mm-hmm. with the video package so first time since literally episode one that we've gotten this but they are fading this eventually and we're gonna get a new theme song soon mm. and it's kind of interesting because they get a new theme song uh, theme song theme thong? Seam thong <laughs> there are seams in thongs <laughs> but for theme songs wow we're getting a new one and we only get it for a few weeks and then they change it again. What the fuck? Why? You'll see why. What's the point? There, there's a story behind that, brother. And I'll explain when we get there. But for right but now. But why waste the money? And like, it seemed like they probably wasted a lot of money on this one. Because it's actually a really huge band at the time that they get to do this song. They oh. they get the rights. They get the permission to it's use Backstreet it. It's Backstreet Boys. I'm it's not Backstreet Boys. But I guarantee you will know who this band is. And you're going to be like, this band did this song for it? And then they only did it for a few weeks. And I guess... Either A, they may have not been able to afford it, or possibly they it just wasn't going well, so they changed it. And you're going to sneeze, brother. <laughs> and you're going to sneeze on the podcast, <laughs> and I'm not going to hit stop because That's I want to record a stop. So I'm just going to keep talking and say, open to Farouk. We are Farouk. the nation of domination. Dun, 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 dun. Nation. A domination. The one of the best theme songs of all time. He's teaming up. Yeah, this is the weirdest thing. Oh, who's he teaming up with? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's a very odd pairing. Now, sometimes or most times, you'll have two tag teams. They'll face each other in a tag team match. Or sometimes if you have two guys who are infused against each other, they'll have a tag team match. So for instance, 
Bret Hart's feuding with Stone Cold Steve Austin right now. Mm-hmm. The Undertaker's feuding with Mankind. So you mm-hmm. would put Undertaker and Bret the faces against Mankind and Stone Cold the heels. That would make sense, brother. Why the fuck are they putting Farouk with Stone Cold Steve Austin against Double J, Jesse James, and Savio Vega? These guys have absolutely nothing to do with each other at all. It's... You mean broke back mountain and rip sleeves weirdo? <laughs> rip sleeves weirdo. Did you see the like tears in his like sleeves? I did, yes. He also used to be a character named Quang. What the fuck is Quang. that? Yeah. Martial artist Quang. Used to be. Okay. Now he's Savio Vega. Whatever. Now... This episode isn't the greatest. I'm going to give it that distinction. It is not one of the greatest episodes terrible. of Monday Night Raw I've ever seen. It's not It's good. worse than the other one that was terrible. Oh, yeah. That one was not good either. But this one's really not good. But there is one part that is fucking amazing to it. And Double J Jesse James comes out. And he does this song. He does a spend my days working oh, hard on a go with the hand. And he keeps going. And he sings second verse, third verse. He keeps going so Stone Cold Steve Austin gets out of the ring and fucking jumps him from me. Yeah, he's like, shut the <laughs> fuck up and let's just go. You're wasting my fucking time. I would be the same. Get over your shit, you son of a this bitch. This is why me and Stone Cold Steve Austin are like two peas, two peas in a pod. Yeah, same here. I mean, anybody I who's, like, anybody who's annoying you on the TV screen, if you want them to stop, just get enlist just Stone Cold sh- Steve Austin and he'll beat the shit. shit. He'll stop I'll in my hole and walk a drive. So, yeah, it seems like Austin doesn't like this song very much, so it goes off. Who would? And nails Double J. Honestly, it's a pretty great song. I'm not mm. a country fan, but it is a legendary wrestling oh, song. Oh, Lord. Spend my days working hard on the go, and Austin's time clock was spinning too slow, and he had to hurry this shit up and fucking clothesline from behind. Mm-hmm. Pretty great stuff. Although this tag match, like again, it's a very, very odd pairing. But we mm-hmm. do get the doctor will see you now. A stout cold, stout cold, doctor bitch distraction. Oh god. The ultimate sound bite. The Stone Cold DVD, the greatest moment. He's so proud. In wrestling history. (laughs) It's pretty great, I must say. It is a moment for sure. Stone Cold now, I don't know what it is with these chop blocks on Monday Night Raw, but it seems to happen every single week. Stone Cold gives the old chop block, the old doggy dog, Jesse James, on the outside. And he goes down, and it looks like he's not going to be able to continue the match. Yeah, so it's Brokeback Mountain, but it's JK. We're going to have Bret Hart come Bret Hart just comes out in his red shirt and jeans. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, uh, apparently he books the matches now, and he enlists himself and puts himself into this fucking tag match, takes over Double J spot. So now all of a sudden it's Farouk and Stone Cold against Bret and Savio Vega. So maybe it, at least it makes a little more sense with Brett in there, but I guess so. Not not by Why much. didn't they do that at the start? I yeah, I don't know. They could have even advertised Bret Hart versus Stone Cold in a tag match, but whatever. Apparently Vince knows best. 
apparently. There's some fucking drama going on oh, in this match. Major. I couldn't even. I was getting drama. whiplash <laughs> by how much shit was going on. And I'm like, why? Brett, it Can't takes, we just get along? <laughs> it takes a little while for Brett to get in this match. He is on the apron for a while. So they really do isolate Savio Vega for quite a while. He oh, finally yeah. gets a hot tag. He comes in. He's a house of fucking fire. He's taking guys out left, right, and center. He gets the fucking sharpshooter on. But the entire fucking nation comes into the ring. J.C. Ice, Wolfie D, Clarence oh, Mason, and Stone Cold fucking joins the fray. And they're just beating the shit out of fucking Bret the Hitman Hart. All the while, a couple guys in the crowd are running around with a sign that says, Sincere Rules. <laughs> Flexi Tits gets his own Flexi fucking tits. sign. God damn. You know, if I went to a Monday Night Raw in 1996 and I could bring one sign with me, it probably wouldn't be for Salvatore Sincere, a.k.a. Flexi Tits, wannabe nah, gangster. tassel boots, bro. Yeah. We didn't even get tassel again, boots in this episode. What the fuck? And I'm fucking pissed. Not stoked. Last episode, we didn't get Stone Cold. This episode, we're not getting Bulldog. We need Stone Cold and Bulldog on every fucking episode. Right? It's just not right without them. Ugh, so so disappointing. Brett's got fucking House of Fire. You guys take a dab in the nation and Brett. And who comes to the fucking rescue but Ahmed fucking yeah. Johnson. Fucking fanny pack. He's missing the fanny pack dude. this time, though. He's missing the fanny pack. But and he's, he's wearing some really, oh, really colorful lights. Very loud Zubaz. He's wearing the fucking Zubaz. He's got the crazy tights and he's got the fucking blue bomber jacket on too. But no so fanny pack. Funny. I was very, no uh, fanny pack. very disappointed that he did I guess the fanny pack would get in the pack. way. Fair enough. Fair enough. So he brought a two by four instead. Yeah. And he was fucking laying the wood left, right, and center. Shit. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And it was kind of funny because he was trying to lay guys out with that two by four and you know he was like you know how they they try to hit him over the ropes with the with the two by four and shit and austin he tried to sneak back yeah. into the ring and, <laughs> take out, and he in. saw him with the two by four he turned around so he got back out again oh a little, little, little stone cold sneak there for you <laughs> didn't exactly work out but then unfortunately enough ahmed gets on the fucking stick and starts you know talking absolute nonsense about <laughs> whoa wumble oh my god and uh you know just just talking some bullshit and you can't even understand what the fuck he's saying anyways you're going down he keeps putting that forth so going into royal rumble we only have two more raws before royal rumble so you know they're gonna give ahmed a fucking promo to try to hype this match at the royal rumble against farouk Mm -hmm. and if you give ahmed johnson a live mic for two minutes i dare you to find five words that sound like english not gonna happen not gonna fucking happen so now we're at another fucking promo for adam and george they're i think last time you had different names for them i don't fucking know what their (laughs) names are i'm gonna just call them adam and george because i think that's what their names are they fucking suck they're still at the alamo dome what did you do for christmas (laughs) I was uh, here. I fucking here, tented. I, I fucking tented out at the Alamo Dome. I would say they would spend time with their families, but they're such losers. They probably don't. What are have you families. doing for New Year's? 
the same fucking thing. Yeah, Camping out so at the dumb. Alamo Dome with 193,000 other empty seats. So I'm getting pretty sick and tired of this fucking Royal Rumble promo with Adam and George. Please let this be the last one. Dear fucking God, do us a favor. But also do us a favor by not having fucking Flash Funk come out every week either. Fucking oh my God. Okay, this one pissed me off so much. Okay. So Pimp Daddy and his hoes come out. He's in the ring with his song playing for, I swear to God, 10 fucking minutes. I was dying for Stone Cold to come back out and fucking nail yeah, him from behind, too. Like, can someone please just beat the shit out of this guy? If you were to book an episode of Monday Night Raw, it would consist of your most hated wrestlers coming out, doing their intros, and Austin just jumping everybody during yeah. their <laughs> intros. So Flash Funk would come out with his Funkettes and, ooh, Flash, you are so fucked glass shatters fucking nail him from behind fucking Fucking mankind paul bear they come out oh yes my undertaker just fucking undertaker stone cold come out just fucking nails him from behind beats the shit out of him that would be your favorite episode of monday night raw yeah gotta get tassel boots in there too exactly but unfortunately flash funk is working a match here with triple h hunter hearst helmsley yeah disney prince and then the golden mcnuggets just watching again again, like a fucking weirdo just like last week he's in the crowd they play his music he's sitting there you get the fucking gold light shining down on him and marlena the whole fucking time. I'm pretty over this Sean's shit. yawning because it's so, he's so uh, over Yeah, it. man, I'm fucking <laughs> over this shit. I've seen enough of this. And this is your fucking intercontinental title feud, Goldust and Triple H. There's really not a lot of heat here. Not a lot of people are really giving much of a shit, unfortunately, but... But then fucking Disney Prince, like, the match is going on, and then he... I don't know what happens, but all of a sudden, like, Disney or... The Golden McNuggets in the... I don't know what's happening. The Golden McNugget <laughs> with his glitter juice. It's uh, Jerry the King Lawler. So he starts... He comes off commentary. Oh, yeah. And he starts egging on Gold Dust and saying, Because he's hey. a fucking loser. Like, Gold go Dust, away. Gold Dust and Jerry the King Lawler are the main event of this show. They're going to have a match. I know, but like... Don't be a dick. That's his whole character. He's a I hate dick. him. He's a pervert and he's a I dick. I know. I literally have him in my notes as pervy king. Pervy king. That's exactly what he is. He is the perv king. He is the perv the king. king of perv. The king of pervs. And he plays it quite well to be seriously Ugh. frank about it. He plays the pervert a little bit too well. So, yeah, we get this. Not great match between Flash Funk it's and Hunter Hearst. Chaotic. Hunsley. Everyone it's, just get it's kind of all here. over the place. It's not good. Although Jerry does have a good line where he says that Flash Funk, uh, he he looks or he he's like a Christmas tie. He's loud and he's useless. Truth. <laughs> so, as as pervy and as terrible as the king is, he does have those zingers and they keep on coming. <sighs> he's still the worst. Yeah, he'll get better. Well, he'll get pervier. No, that's not better. <laughs> He'll get better in the fact that his announcing gets better, but he he does get pervier for sure. As a woman in 2023, I do not condone this behavior. But unfortunately, this is 1996, <laughs> brother, and they don't give two fucks about uh. that. That's just the way it is. You look back, even at One Tree Hill, it's going to have some things that didn't exactly age very well. Wrestling's the same thing. Yeah. It's a very different time. 
different things were allowed back then. They were there weren't full pause as they are now. That's ah, a different time, brother, and that's mm-hmm. just kind of the way it is. It's hard to look at things through a 2023 lens sometimes, and you have to understand that it wasn't 2023 back then. Not that it's acceptable anymore, but it's still it happened, and that's just kind of the way it is, unfortunately. Flash Funk hits the fucking 450 post match. Does he win the fucking match? Yeah, it's like get the fuck out of here. It's his and finish. then they're playing his song, and it's like. <laughs> He didn't win. <laughs> Whoever gets the one up at the end, basically, whether they win or lose, that's basically they'll play the song of the guy who wins right after he wins. But if another guy comes and attacks and stands tall, that guy gets his fucking music. Fuck played. off. You lost. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Go lick but your wounds. Just get. He'll get the funkettes to lick his wounds. No. <laughs> so. The mid card, the fuse there, icy title, not the greatest, but luckily at the top of the card with Stone Cold, with Sid, with Undertaker, we've got some good shit going on. And especially with this next interview segment, Jim Ross, who isn't on commentary so far, but he is interviewing Shawn Michaels and Brett the Hitman Hart, and they have their big one-on-one interview against each other. This is a long time coming because at this point... Not just on camera, but behind the scenes. These guys don't get along very well. They fucking hate each other's guts. And it's showing on TV, too. There's always times when you can tell, like, they're kind of just forcing it and putting it on and saying, I don't like you and I'm going to kick your ass and blah, blah, blah. But these guys legitimately do not fucking like each other. Because Brett, Brett is one of the locker room leaders in the back. He's one of those guys that people look to for advice. He is a role model. He looks out for the guys. He is that kind of guy. But Shawn Michaels, fair play. He's a fucking piece of shit backstage. <laughs> Cokehead does a lot of drugs, drinks, causes problems. But he has Vince McMahon in his back pocket. Vince McMahon loves Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. He takes care of Shawn Michaels. So basically, HBK, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. So he's just a dick all the time, especially backstage. He alienates people. He's just an asshole. But he's on the top of the card because Vince fucking loves him. So Shawn Michaels, they do announce that next week on Raw, it's going to be Brad against Vader. Ew, Darth Vader. <laughs> Darth Vader. I do like that Bret Hart called out that Shawn Michaels was in Playgirl magazine (laughs) 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 that we have mentioned here on the podcast before that if you ever want to see naked pictures of Shawn Michaels, buy that edition in 1996 of Playgirl magazine. But Bret makes win that. You could probably find it on the internet. Oh, I'm sure you could. But Bret makes win that not a lot of women actually buy that magazine. (laughs) (laughs) women don't buy it Mm -hmm. but i bet men do probably probably what gay man wouldn't want to see pictures of Shawn michaels dick i don't know who knows maybe he's packing but he says he's a low life degenerate the (laughs) first time we've heard the word degenerate put that in your back pocket because 10 months from now that's going to mean something. So remember that. You're a degenerate. Degenerate. I'm not a degenerate. <laughs> well, actually, I'm probably a degenerate. Yes. But, anyways, remember that word, degenerate. 
because that is going to be important. I need another drink. (laughs) I need another drink. Uh, Sid is in during this promo. (sighs) Undertaker is in during this promo. Yes. Vader is in. Why? In this promo. And he goes after the Undertaker. Don't know why. Just goes after the Undertaker. So now we have Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Sid, Taker, and Vader all a part of this kerfuffle. You're a kerfuffle. You're in a fucking kerfuffle. You're going to fucking eat shit real quick. (laughs) So all these guys are going at it. Big, huge brawl. It's a fucking mess. It's just fucking chaos. It's very chaotic. It's so chaotic. It's It's all over the place. What the fuck is even going on? It's clearly the end of the year, and they're like, let's just fuck shit up. Mm -hmm. Let's literally fuck shit up. Yeah, pretty much. So Vader goes after Undertaker, and this is going to set up the Royal Rumble match. So at Royal Rumble, it's going to be Vader versus the Undertaker. Mm. And they will both be in the Royal Rumble as well. So not only will they work their match against each other, they will also have an entrance into the Royal Rumble match itself. Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. I'm Ahmed Johnson. And then finally we get our main event match. We get Jerry the King Lawler versus Goldust. And it is Golden Chicken McNugget. It's really not much of a match. Not a hell of a lot's going on here until Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Basically. Hunter Hearst Helmsley comes in and, and he, he literally tries to fucking kidnap Marlena. In the middle of the fucking match. He picks her Little up. Little kidnapping. Picks her up and walks away. What? What? There will what? maybe potentially. Oh, there's 10 million kidnappings day. in fucking One Tree Hill. I guarantee it. <laughs> the way this show's going, there has to be kidnappings. I guarantee that fucking there will be kidnappings in One Tree Hill. But Hunter Hearst Helmsley beat that show to the punchity punch because he's trying to fucking kidnap Marlena. But then fucking Mark Merrow shows up. And he just tosses her at him. He fucking throws her like a just fucking dart. Her. Just tosses her right at Merrow. And so she goes Fuck. down. He fucking chucks her. She's <laughs> like, whoop. Bye, bitch. Goldust gets in there. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's just this, it's just this funky... <laughs> Funky like a monkey. Oh, fucking fuck. just chaotic bullshit with King, Goldust, Triple H, Marlena, and Meryl. So literally in two segments, you have chaos between literally 10 superstars. And you have no idea what's going on. No fucking clue. No idea what's going on. And this is literally the entire episode. It's pure <laughs> chaos. But, you know, controlled chaos is okay. If it makes sense... You know, if psycho make it make sense exactly psychologically, if it makes sense, do the chaos. Totally okay with that. But if you're just kind of kind of throw shit at the wall and it be chaos, not only is it chaotic, it's just just not fun it's to just watch. It's a headache. It's a fucking headache and a half, man. And that's really what this episode was. So you look back and you see that this uh, December thirtieth episode of Monday Night Raw going into New Year's of nineteen ninety seven. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing at all. WCW was kicking their ass in the ratings. They're so they, like, oh, fuck. We need to have an episode. Yeah. Well, let's just throw. Let's all just throw all these guys on. in here. Throw something up against the wall <laughs> and see what fucking happens. But it didn't seem to work very well. So what are you giving that one for a star rating there, Miss Meltzer? Fucking 0.2. Whoa, the lowest <laughs> rating yet so far. That was so bad. I was just like, what the 
actual fuck is even happening? The only redeeming quality was Stone Cold Steve Austin. But like barely. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like he was heavily involved or anything. No. He was in a shit nowhere tag match, unfortunately. But we are getting to 97. Next episode, we'll be covering the first Raw 97 episode. We're getting that change with the theme song soon. We're getting the attitude change. Things are changing. There's change There's in the changing. air. Changing. Change in change. the air. Change in the air, change. brother. But let's also change it up and let's go to fucking One Tree Hill. Yeah, because like that was literally the star. It's literally it's the, the star event. of this episode fucking because the wrestling part was so fucking useless. Besides Stone Cold, who's always the main event in our hearts. One Tree Hill definitely was the main event of this episode. Mm-hmm. You gotta go there to come back. Episode mm-hmm. 10, January 20th, 2004. Literally one day before my 15th birthday. I yeah. was in ninth grade. Full-fledged Calgary Flames fan. <laughs> they were just a couple months away from their big Stanley Cup run of 2004. Their big, long, deep run where they went to the finals. And 2004 was a perennial year in my life because I actually wasn't watching wrestling at this time. Oh, what the fuck were you doing with your life? Well, Stone Cold. Watching fucking UFC. I wasn't watching UFC at this time. Oh, I wasn't watching wrestling or UFC. Stone Cold Steve Austin had retired the prior year at WrestleMania. Had his last oh, match. Oh, so you, the love of your life wasn't there. So you were he like. Had his last match. I can't. There's no point. I can't last, watch this anymore. Basically, he had his last match at WrestleMania 19. And, and he retired You're after so that much. so in love with him. Why are you with me? I am. But I've known Stone Cold much longer than I've known I know. You. But I said, you're so in love with him. Why are you with me? Oh, why am I with you? Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious. Connect the dots, brother. Oh, my God. Episode 10. <laughs> you got to go there to come back. And last week on this podcast, oh, yep. we ended off with Peyton coming to Lucas's house. Now, Karen is gone. She's off in Italy. Keith is running the shop right now. He's running the house. He's running the shop. He is Dado. That's what he's doing. But he's not around for this scene because Peyton spills her fucking guts to Lucas and saying, you know, all that fucking weird shit you said to me when I just want to get my fucking pussy banged. You know, you know, all that weird shit that you said to me when I said that when I wanted to get my fucking bell rung. You know, that weird shit that you said. Well, I want that now, too. And bad timing because Brooke is there. And hey, superstar, are you ready to score? And that's mm-hmm. what we ended on with Lucas's weird little narrative. And Brooke too. just looking back and forth between the two of them. So I made note of we got this really, really long, weird, awkward silence between the three. And I'm thinking, here we are, episode 10. What do we do? We go right back to this fucking awkward <laughs> stare down. This fucking stare down lasted one full week. No, it didn't. It lasted one full week. So we literally ended on a fucking stare down 
One week passes. They're in the same clothes. They haven't showered. <laughs> they haven't eaten. They've skipped school for a week. They haven't slept. They haven't pooped. They're still fucking standing there <laughs> staring at each other. What? They haven't showered. Seven fucking days have passed and they haven't done shit. Their legs must be tired. Their eyes must be droopy. They haven't slept. It's been seven fucking days since they've moved. He's so fucking extra. <laughs> so here we are a week later in the stare down in the longest history of stare downs. This is the longest. Oh, God. <laughs> and Peyton's a ghost, apparently. Because <laughs> she fades away into the fucking oblivion. And so now we get finally the end of this week long stare down. <laughs> oh, boy. And then we get... Uh, Brooke in the morning saying good morning boyfriend well because Lucas was talking to Uncle Keith in the kitchen he wanted to ask him like have you ever had this situation where you have to make a decision it's a really hard decision to make and I think Keith kind of gets what's going on because yeah then Brooke walks in and he's like I think you're good yeah 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 and she brought a what did she bring she brought a gift for Keith Coffee. Coffee. She brought coffee for She Keith. brought coffee for the three of them. So Brooke That's pulled, nice. So Brooke pulled an Aaron. <laughs> she uh, played nice. <laughs> and she brought a nice little gift ski for uh, the chaperone, the guardian, the uncle, as you did for my mother when you first met her. You brought her a nice little Beatles book and some chocolate. So, mm-hmm. you know, got to play the game, brother. Yeah, I'm her favorite. She you loves are. me. She does. Nathan is apparently okay with no sex with Haley because Haley's a virgin. Mm-hmm. She's never done anything. So you'd think a douchey jock like Nathan would be like, well, I ain't staying with you because, you know, I ain't getting any But he's fucking... in love with her. Apparently he's in fucking love. But how long is this going to last? She says she doesn't want to do anything because she's never done it yet. How long do we think this is going to fucking last? I say one month. I give it a month. Four weeks. And then she's going to want to get her fucking bell rung. Well, I mean, Karen's gone for six weeks. So, yeah, we'll kind of get an idea of how long that lasts when Karen comes back. I give it a month. So Deb is working at the cafe and Dan walks in with flowers after she's kicked his ass out (laughs) and he's like oh come home with me and she's like no fuck you it's a typical guy thing when you fucked up you bring flowers but if you fucked up so bad that she kicked you out of the house and said she's gonna stab you in your fucking sleep i think we're a little past fucking flowers at this point well okay and then dan apparently like deb's like no go spend time with your son Mm -hmm. like make nice with your son yeah Turns out Dan had booked a nice room for him and Deb, and he had this whole weekend <laughs> yeah, getaway hotel, plan. Yeah, whole thing. Because he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go play golf. We're going to go stay in a hotel and play golf. And turns out when they go check in, he had ordered a room with one king-size bed. Yeah. And when they're like, oh, do you want to change your room? And he's like, well, I'd hate to give up the view, so we'll just get a cot for my son. Yeah. Of That's course, fucking rude. Of course he would take the fucking gigantic bed and give Nathan the cot. Right? I mean, I'd, I'd totally take the bed. <laughs> Honestly, if real. we were in that situation. 
say if we only had like one small bed that only one of us could fit on and we had a cot, I would give you the bed. No problem. Thanks. Love you too. Love you. <laughs> Lucas now, he has to explain that he's not a fucking heel for blowing off Peyton here. Mm-hmm. He's not the heel for wanting to be with Brooke. He's pulling a fucking snitsky here, okay? It wasn't my fault. And then he kicks a fucking baby. What the fuck is even <laughs> happening right now? No. Any wrestling fan out there is going to know what I'm talking about, but luckily for us, Aaron has no clue what we're talking about, so I could talk about kicking babies. Lucas walks into the cafe and sees that Dan and Deb are there talking, and he just he walks, walks the fuck back out. He pulls the 180, turns like, right the fuck around. Nope. <laughs> I would be noping that shit, too. Yeah, I'd be noping that shit, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um... At school, Haley is told about the whole Lucas and Peyton situation. Uh, Haley's disappointed for Peyton because they're kind of becoming friendly, but thinks that the two of them, like Brooke and Lucas, won't last long. Can we just call them Brucus? Brucus? <laughs> Brucus. Nah, it's not. That doesn't work for me, brother. Why? What would you call them? I wouldn't call them anything. That's a guy-girl thing to me. It's not a bestie-girl thing. It's a fucking guy. Brangelina. Fucking I'm talking about Brooke and Lucas. They're a couple. Oh, Brooke and Lucas. I thought you were talking... Oh, fuck me. (laughs) I think the fucking alcohol is playing tricks on me. I think it definitely is. Brucus? Brucus. What about look? No. Brucus? Because Brucus is actually what it was i don't think anything works there brother (laughs) i think we're just gonna skip past that and get to how peyton was saying that to brooke that she was only borrowing a cd yeah that took a really long time to borrow a cd (laughs) because apparently this awkward stare down was all about a fucking cd so it took me a fucking week to figure out that I just wanted to borrow. And what CD was she borrowing from Lucas anyways? I don't know. I would assume that she's borrowing uh, maybe Gob. I don't know. Peyton has a lot of CDs, so. So why would she be borrowing one from Lucas? I don't know. Maybe something different. Yeah. That was just her story, though. Sure, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, the team finds out that Whitey has canceled practice and they're at the gym asking him what's going on. Uh, (laughs) And everyone's like, oh, this This sucks. This fucking sucks, bro. Except Jake Jagelski. For double. (laughs) Ha ha. J A. Ha ha. K E. Ha ha. Jagelski. Wow. That's double J. Jake Jagelski. Ain't he great? So Jake's thrilled because he has other things going on in his life. And, and he's got he's a robot like, baby. We don't know that Yes, yet. we do. We already got fucking introduced oh, yeah, to did. the robot baby. Who's fucking drinking now, brother? I mean, we're both well, drinking Well, we're both right drinking. Now. Cheers, babe. Fucking cheers, brother. Um, fucking well. cheers. Get it on the mic. Cheers, <laughs> brother. Well, okay, yeah. So 
Lucas knows, but no one else does at this point. But we know. Yes, so we know, yes. He's taking care of Robot Baby. Yeah, so he's like, he just did me a favor, and Nathan's like, yeah, me too, because he just wants to spend time with him. And Haley. actually, Lucas doesn't know at this point. He finds out a little bit after this. What? Doesn't he find out after this? No. He does. Later in this episode, he finds out about it. And then he's the one who tells him to bring the fucking oh, yeah. baby. Dude, who the <laughs> fuck knows about One Tree Hill here, okay? I got distracted. <laughs> who the My fuck? brain isn't working. Dude, okay, apparently I'm the One Tree Hill super fan here, and I'm the one who knows what the fuck's going on after 10 fucking episodes here, brother. I'm tired. <laughs> Either way, go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're they're thrilled. Uh, Lucas stops Peyton to talk about what happened the previous night. And Peyton says she doesn't want to talk about it, and she's just happy for him and her best friend getting together. Yeah, sure. Because why the fuck not? Yeah, you got to roll with the punches, and that's what she's trying to do. Um, at the cafe, there's not very many customers, and Deb and Haley decide, hey, good idea. Let's do an open mic night. They want to do an open mic night because literally Deb is running this fucking business into the ground. No one is coming in. Not even fucking Lucas is bothering to come in anymore. We're at the point where it is so bad that no one wants to step foot in this fucking place. Not even family. And it's pretty unfortunate because Karen's going to come back to the big closed sign on the front of the door she's not gonna have a business to fucking come back to and she's gonna be pissed and she's gonna go hunt down deb and probably fucking kill her well and deb wants to check with lucas first because you know it's his mom's business like why is she just gonna make a big decision like this and not consult and just wants to see if he thinks that it's a good idea sure um (laughs) At Peyton's, Brooke is visiting to talk to her about her and Lucas. Whoa. Okay. She gets a Polaroid camera. Uh, before you even get to that, I got a fucking bone to pick with Peyton here, Why? okay? She leaves her fucking door unlocked. Okay? So do we. When, like, during the day, the door is unlocked. Why would you say that? Now people are just going to walk into our fucking house all the time. Shut the fuck up. Anyways, as I run downstairs and lock the fucking door. Oh, yeah. I forgot to do that when I got back home. (laughs) Peyton fucking leaves her door unlocked. So not only has she let a random dude pour a drink for her with her not watching, she doesn't even lock her fucking door. And not only, not only that, she doesn't lock her door and she's upstairs in her room all the time. So she literally can't even see her door and ha- doesn't have much access to it. So I'm telling you right now, and I'm making a huge fucking prediction for the future. This is going to fucking bite her in the fucking ass. She is asking for trouble for leaving this door unlocked. Everybody just barges into her fucking house. When I say everybody, I mean not just her friends and family. I mean random fucking strangers, weird dudes, all these fucking people who can just waltz right in. And I'm thinking that's going to fucking bite her pretty little fucking ass. 
later on in this series. You'd like to bite her ass. me wrong. And I would like to do other things to her ass as well, too. But that's neither here nor there. I'm your wife and I'm sitting right here. Dude, you talk about how you want to marry British Bulldog every fucking (laughs) week. So get over yourself. Okay. Marry. That doesn't mean I want to do other things. If you're married to him, you want to do other things. And he's a jacked fucking dude. He would take you to fucking town. His arms are like bigger than my head dude his fucking tassels are there to prove how fucking big his arms are he had to get the fucking xxxl tassels that fucking tassels are us because he is fucking tassels but peyton's a damn fucking liar she's a lying fuck because she keeps playing off like oh it's okay i'm totally okay with my best friend dating my fucking wannabe boyfriend over bros hoes over bros And yeah, she's cool with the situation. She's happy for them. Sure she is. Uh, And then Brooke's like, oh, I'm going to steal this camera because maybe Lucas is frisky and wants to take some uh, fun little pictures So of course, fucking Peyton doesn't want to hear any of this shit. She's like, get the fuck out. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) So we get... We get my favorite scene of this entire episode. We get Dan with Whitey and... (laughs) This is great. Great fucking scene here with Dan and Whitey. So, again, what is it with people barging into fucking doors and rooms and shit? Dan just <laughs> walks right into fucking Whitey's office. People, most people, I can't get my fucking Whitey fucking. Well, so, what happens down. is Dan just walks in and then Whitey knocks on his desk. Most people knock, Dan. I can't do a whitey voice. Most I'm people sorry. knock first, Dan. <laughs> and so, of course, Danny's going off about fucking how the fuck can you cancel practice? How can you do this to the boys? You're ruining their careers. Nathan's never going to make a fucking college if you do this bullshit. He's just cutting a straight fucking heel promo on Whitey. Whitey's no selling, and he's like, Huh, should I take Whirly Bird in the third race? <laughs> should I take him to win, place, or show? Great gambling reference by Whitey oh, there. Oh, man, I love Whitey. Which you had no idea what the fuck he was talking about. No, I had no idea. And I had to educate you that he's talking about the pony races, the horse oh. racing. Win, place, or show. And Dan, he's pissed off, obviously. He's like, have you lost your damn fucking mind talking about fucking horse racing? Well, then he also brings up the whole leaving Lucas and Nathan 30 miles from home a few weeks prior. Yeah. So he's like, you're fucking insane. Well, he's realizing, Whitey is realizing now that, yeah, shit's gotten crazy. Fucking everybody's doing the roids. They're on the fucking gas. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's doing roids. One guy's got a fucking kid at 16 year old. Another guy's got fucking crazy fucking cheerleader girlfriend. Another fucking another fucking You're as red as your shirt right now. (laughs) Another fucking guy is on the fucking gas. So of course Whitey's gonna have to ease up eventually on these kids. They're only sixteen fucking years old. They're young. So he's he's easing up. That's what he's doing. Yeah. He's pulling no punches. Yep. So Dan doesn't seem to be planning this weekend with Nathan very well. Well, no. Like I said, right? He got... It was meant for him and Deb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Nathan's like cluing in like, uh, this was not meant for me. Mm. This is you just being like, mom's pissed at me. So you're going to find a replacement. Basically, he's the fucking fill-in. 
He's yeah. the pinch hitter right here for fucking Deb. Yep. Uh, at the river court, Lucas is playing basketball with his old friends from the court. This is the first time he's been at the river court for a while. Yeah, Skills wins the game, and Brooke shows up, and Lucas leaves the game to hang out with her. Looks like Mal's a little jealous, too, because well, how Brookie was so fucking, you know, flirtatious with Mouth, and now he's got, like, this crush on her and shit. So he I sees mean, her with fucking Lucas, and he's all pissy. He plays it off Would you not well. be have a crush on her? Mm, you know me. I'm more of a Peyton guy. Yeah, but still. If Brooke was coming up and, like... You were mouth, and she was coming up and kind of like flirting. It oh, if she was flirting with me, yeah, I'd do despicable things to her. <gasps> oh my god, despicable things like this podcast episode is rated like R. <laughs> I would do despicable fucking things to Brooke. Get so fucking down and dirty and make her fucking scrub the floor. Wow. So him and Lucas and Brooke leave and they go to a grocery store mm-hmm. and ah, right. Deb comes up and surprises Lucas. He had his back turned and she just comes up and is like, oh, hi, Lucas. And starts to ask him about the open night, open mic night. Open night. Wow. Open night, Mike. <laughs> it's an open night for Mike, brother. And he's just What's he to- buying? What's he buying? I don't know what he was looking at specifically, but... uh, No, you know what he was buying. Well, Brooke comes up with it later. Hold your fucking horses, bro. Who the fuck up um, Deb's just trying to like talk to him and he's like, yep, mm mm-hmm. Okay, yep, see ya. And Brooke comes up and she's got a box, like not just like a small box of condoms. She's got like the, you know, bulk pack of condoms and whipped cream. She's got the Kirkland Costco size (laughs) of fucking condoms here. Trojans. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was Trojans. (laughs) But, uh, you know, have you been in that predicament before where you were at the store with some guy you're a little sweet on and you were there to buy condoms and then you run into someone else at the time? No. You haven't been a part of that. Not in I that have. situation. <laughs> I have and I will no, not. No, I'm, I'm more low-key than you think. I will not go into detail about that situation, but that has happened to me in You're going to have to tell me after we record this episode. Uh, after we're done, you're telling me the story. Yeah. <laughs> not for pad not for podcast world brothers oh that's for goodness. after the podcast dude that's when i hit stop the after dark <laughs> <laughs> fucking tree hill wrestling federation after dark dudes <laughs> oh goodness so for the wrestling side of things i am the jim ross and you're the jerry the king lawler Okay, uh-huh. but for the Tree Hill side of things, you are the Jim Ross and I'm the Jerry the King Lawler. So it's your turn to run this shit, bro. You do the play-by-play. I'm kind of play. drunk, though, so, so this is hard. I. I apologize, people. So am I. But <laughs> you're the play-by-play. Now I, now I will do the running commentary, the fucking okay. color commentary. So continue. Anyways, Dan and Nathan are in the car on the way to their little weekend getaway. And Dan's saying, don't worry, things will be back to normal soon. And Nathan's like, "Uh, dad, mom wants things better than normal. Mom wants to stab you in your sleep. (laughs) Blood everywhere. 
he's not not thrilled and he's like dad like fuck off you're being a dick um Haley is back at the cafe and she's designing posters for this <laughs> open mic night uh, and they're terrible Haley sucks at fucking art i mean she may know how to siphon gas <laughs> <laughs> she, she may know how to do all these other things but fuck she has no idea what she's doing when it comes to art but you know logical explanation here Who's good at art? Who literally well, has a fucking column in a magazine? And Deb sees the um, flyers and she's like, oh, no. And then Peyton or Peyton's standing outside of Thud or something. And uh, Haley, it, 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 it. It's not Thud anymore. It's <laughs> the. Oh, my God. They changed it. You look at the sign. Yeah. Tree Hill. What was the U? What is the I, U stand I for? I don't know. I can't even underground. Remember. Underground. It was Tree Hill Underground. Tree Hill Underground Daily. Daily, and then but they changed they, it to Weekly. They crossed out the W <laughs> and put Weekly. So now you it's mean not, the D? Sorry, they crossed out the D, which I know you like to cross out the D, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and they replaced it with a W, possibly for a WWF. I mean, this could be Tree Hill Underground World Wrestling Federation. Oh. That makes sense. That I would like be that. okay. That'd I like that. So it's the. the. So Haley finds Peyton walking by Thud and she's like, hey, and shows her the flyers and she's like, I need help. And Peyton's like laughing at her. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's like, is this a first grader's fucking work? Like, she's like, fuck when do you here? need them by? And she's yeah. like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, might as well just an everyday fun thing for Peyton. It feels like, though, this column for, for Peyton for the is not going to be lasting much longer because now we've gone from thud daily to the weekly. Then it's going to be thumb monthly. Wow. And then it's going to be the <laughs> yearly. And then it's going to be thud again decadely. Decadely? Once every 10 years, this oh, fucking column comes Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. Deb finds Keith and tells him about what she saw with Lucas and Brooke. And Keith is just like, I don't know if I should tell Karen. Um, oh, don't tell Karen. <laughs> don't tell Karen. She's living the time of her life. She's probably getting fucking clanged and banged out in fucking Florence, left, well, right, and center. I mean, I could see why he's concerned. Sure. With Lucas being out drinking, getting a tattoo. Like, there's a lot of things that aren't typical for Lucas that he's doing. And it's Keith's just concerned. Cheeseburger tattoos are a good tip off that a kid's not <laughs> going through a very tattoo. good time in his life. Apparently, it means fun. It means cheeseburger, and you know it. <laughs> Who's the Asian one here? I know kanji better than you do, brother. Deb tells him, don't. Tell Karen, like, just sort it out. You're his uncle. You were left in charge for a reason. Karen, trust your judgment. So now they're going to put these Trojans to work, brother. They're going to fucking put them to use. But fucking Uncle Keith, he breaks up that sex sesh real fucking quick. Yeah. 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 Well, at first, though, before we get there, Nathan and Dan have arrived at the hotel and they're going to play golf. Yep. Yep. And is that this scene? Yes. I don't know. Where it the is. fuck are we? I don't know. 
<laughs> no, they arrived at the hotel. Find out it's yeah. We already one, talked about one that. bed. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, yes, Lucas. We're talking about breaking up the sex sesh here. Yeah, Lucas is like, no, mind your business. Keith's like, no, it is my business. I was left in charge. Whatever. Well, he has a real bone to pick with Lucas because Lucas was supposed to have this call. Yeah, with, with his mom. His mom, and he missed it for some fucking taint. That's what he fucking missed it for. Dude, I'm all over the fucking pussy this episode. I don't know what it is. It's because you're literally as red as the red on your shirt and you're drinking. You drank two caribou hard root beers. One and a half. 5.5% <laughs> alcohol. And you're just dunskies. Mm, pretty dunskies. But either way, yeah, I got. I guess I got pussy on the brain. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> uh, he breaks up this sex sesh because obviously mom's calling tonight and fucking Lucas is not there. So obviously he's very fucking disappointed at Lucas for this whole With thing. With Lucas. At Lucas. With. He's disappointed at Lucas. Because at- he's throwing shit at Lucas. Oh, God. Anyways, um, back at the hotel, Nathan and Dan are finally off playing golf. Dan's getting very competitive with Nathan (laughs) and just being a dick. Dan's exactly what I expect him. He would be on the golf course. He'd be like, he would miss a fucking 10 foot putt like Nathan would. And Dan's all fucking over him. He's like, you putt like a girl. You fucking do this. You're a piece of shit. You're. Dan I have no sucks. son. <laughs> He's a fucking dick, Dan man. sucks. What a heel. So Nathan's supposed to be putting a ball, and he hits the ball like right towards Dan yeah. into the water yeah. and yeah. storms off because he's like, fuck you, dad. Mm-hmm. And he's been like, ignoring calls from Haley this whole time and Haley's like what the fuck is going on oh he cuts a scathing babyface promo on fucking Dan here yeah he goes fucking off on his dad holy and there's he, people watching there's people Dan's watching. like don't make a scene take your fucking tone down here with me and no he goes off he cuts him deep with this promo man yeah he fucking just fucking everything off his chest right on attacks Dan and Honestly, Dan fucking deserves this shit. Okay. Finally. Yeah. Finally. We get robot baby. Lucas, it's not a <laughs> robot baby. Lucas is walking um to go play basketball at the river court and he, sees he wants, yeah. sees Jake. Jake's sitting outside on his front porch playing, playing guitar. guitar. Mm. And uh he's like, Hey, come hang out. And Jake's like, I can't. And he's like Come on, man. Like, I feel like you never want to hang out. Like, if you don't want to hang out with me, that's fine. Whatever. And Jake's like... He's like, come on in. No, come take a look and see why I can't. Because finally, he feels like he needs to. Like, he can't just keep making up excuses. Yeah, it's only going to last so long, right? And so we finally realize that, or at least Lucas does realize that Jagelski, he's got a... Baby double J, a J E, ha ha, double N, ha ha. Y Jagelski, that's Jenny Jagelski. Ain't she great? Yeah. Yeah, so fucking, he's got a, and it's not a robot baby it's anymore. It's not a robot baby. It's, it's graduated from robot to human. Moving. Uh, Lucas tells him, don't be ashamed of your baby because, yeah. you know, she'll carry with, that around with her for the rest of her life and lucas kind of feels like possibly 
Karen seemed ashamed of him at first. Mm-hmm. Which was not the case. Not the case at she all. She just wanted to protect them. Exactly. I mean, especially with the dad, like, fucking dance. And God. Jake, obviously, again, not ashamed of the daughter, but trying to protect her. But yeah. Lucas is For trying to For good reason. Make especially with episodes that come up later, he has good fucking reason to want to protect her. Why? I'm not telling you. <sighs> I tried. <laughs> I fucking tried. Uh, yeah. So Keith finally decides. Okay, I'm fucking done with this Lucas shit. I'm gonna go with Whitey because Whitey always has good advice. We need the, the Whitey, Whitey wisdom, wisdom, brother. We need the fucking Whitey. <laughs> need wisdom. some Whitey wisdom. Yep. Uh, Whitey tells Keith to just <laughs> take a back seat and just let things happen. What? <laughs> The best part about this fucking promo with Keith and Whitey is that, uh, you know, oh, you didn't even fucking tip me at Christmas when I was your paper boy, Whitey. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Whitey's Keith like. He just shows up at Whitey's house. <laughs> yeah. He just shows up there. And then he's like, oh, yeah. When I was your fucking uh, paper boy, you didn't even fucking pay me at Christmas. And Whitey goes, pure extortion. <laughs> well, because Whitey's calling him out for being a lousy paper boy back when he yeah. was a paper boy. Oh, is so funny. Fucking like, classic. oh, yeah, you either get on the sprinkler head or yeah. oh, exactly. <laughs> just whatever. So, it's yeah, really we, funny. We get this interaction with these two. But then, then, dude, we get my all-time favorite moment so far on fucking One Tree Hill. Peyton runs in to fucking Gavin DeGraw. Holy <laughs> fucking Sean lost his Shit. shit. Oh my god, dude. Not only does he fu- do the fucking song, the intro music for this show, we get literal Gavin DeGraw in the flesh and Peyton wants him for the open mic night. Yeah, she invites him. And he's, he's hoping like, it's yeah, a little low-key. If it's low-key, I'm down. Like, that sounds like fun. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that That would be a good time. I think if I met Gavin DeGraw, I'd lose my shit, too. Oh, my God, dude. I'd throw a guitar in his hand and be like, you know what song you got to play for me right now, brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lucas goes home and apologizes to Keith for his behavior over the last few days. But Keith tells him it's f- okay. Um, he's just going to take a step back. At least he can go back and like apologize. But unfortunately, he can't do anything about that cheeseburger tattoo. You know you can get them removed with lasers now, right? This is 2004, brother. Yeah, well, now he could go get it removed with lasers. So 20 years later, he can get lasers to remove it? They have acids that can burn that shit off. Yeah, that works. (laughs) Uh, It's the night of open mic night, and Peyton is the first to arrive, um, and then Lucas and Brooke show up. Um, Brooke Mm. sits down with Peyton. There's quite the crowd in the cafe um lucas goes and sees deb and apologizes for his behavior but then asks deb you know next time if something comes up and you have a problem just talk to me and also he does say that she's doing a good job running the cafe while karen's gone she is like she is doing she's trying her best this isn't her normal area of expertise she does a lot of fundraising a lot of like good work for foundations whatever yeah this is totally beyond what she comfort, normally does. Sure. So, but either way, she's brought a crowd tonight, and yeah. 
we got fucking well those flyers that Peyton did helped they helped but now this crowd's fucking here yeah Peyton wants to leave because now it's weird with Lucas and Brooke yeah so she tries to peace out and then uh, Brooke goes and talks to her and says no like I want you to stay what's the reason Hose why over yeah but what's the reason why you're so fucking weird about this shit yeah and Peyton know. again lying through her fucking teeth can't fucking come clean with her best friend about how much she wants the D from fucking Lucas. First person from, you know, the group that we know yep. to come in and perform is Jake. And he brings Double his J. daughter, Jenny. Yeah, and he comes clean with everybody. He brings Double J. Everyone's like, what the actual fuck is happening it's here? Double J Sr., Jake Jagelski with Double J Jr., Jenny Jagelski. And that's a lot of J's, brother. It's a lot of J's. <laughs> but, okay, I got a question for you here, though, dude. Is mm-hmm. that uh, because we put some light on us earlier... Who's Jenny's mom? Because we're not we don't talking know. about that yet because we don't know. But I'm asking the question. I'm not telling you. Is it Voldemort? The one who dare not speak its name? No, that's Dan Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Jagelski has his little sweet little song. He's got his daughter. He's come clean. Whole thing. Cute. It's fucking cute. It's a nice moment. Peyton we get Double J Senior and Double J Junior. Peyton and Jake are kind of making the eyes at each other a little bit. I noticed that that there uh, there's a little something there. Although mm-hmm. it does kind of feel like he's a bit of a rebound from Peyton a little bit though. You mean Lucas? Fuck me, dude. <laughs> Peyton's rebounding from Lucas to fucking Jake. You never know. I mean, like she never hooked bit. up with Lucas, like, actually. That's so. true. But, you know, she spilled her guts. So now yeah. she's moving on in the first one after. I went through it, dude. Rebounds are a fucking thing. So it seems like Peyton's going down that road as well, too. Uh, Nathan arrives back from his trip um, with his dad early because they had their argument. <laughs> Haley's really stoked to see him, but he hadn't returned any of her phone calls. So she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um. Anyways, there. she's happy to see him, though, regardless. Yeah. Peyton's interested in Jake. No one fucking cares about that because Gavin DeGraw is playing yeah, the fucking song. Yeah, he walks song. in. Okay. Gavin DeGraw walks in, sees Peyton, and she's like, oh, my God, thank you for coming. And he's like, I thought this was going to be low key, but whatever. He starts literally playing. I don't want to be on the open mic. But you can tell like his whole band comes with him. Yeah, but you can tell it's it wasn't. You can tell it was totally recording it's canned it, unfortunately <laughs> it's not a live performance they just take the vocal tracks and the fucking track itself and dub it over but still i digress it's fucking gavin fucking degraw gfd himself gavin fucking degraw on the open mic and i'm during, okay with it during the song when gavin degraw is playing lucas invites everyone down to the river court to play some basketball just get back to fucking basics man let's just have some but fun he with even basketball. extended the invite to nathan yeah he did too which well, was nathan's awesome. the fucking heart and soul of that team they wouldn't be anything without him but they're out there final scene they're fucking playing basketball and they're like well why and lucas is like because it's fun 
Yeah. Like we're not habit. playing it just to be yeah. like competitive be or whatever. Pressure all it's the time. for fun. Exactly. So the entire team goes down, including Jake. Yep. Uh skills Fergie and Junk are there as well. But the spirit of fucking basketball is alive with this fucking river court scene. It's fun. Like they're literally having fun. Uh the girls are there too. They're taking pictures with uh Jake's daughter all the selfies and stuff and uh, it's a very sweet scene but i do have oh <laughs> no <laughs> respect you want uh, respect i don't give any respect for these fucking eight fucking assholes who drive their cars on this fucking grass that this poor fucking groundskeeper <laughs> i need to get on your level and drink more groundskeeper fucking willie Work so fucking hard to maintain this goddamn lawn, and everybody and their fucking mother has to drive their goddamn cars on this fucking lawn. Fucking stand groundskeeper Willie, man. So Whitey and Keith are sitting together in um, Keith's vehicle, and they're watching the students play basketball. Whitey's thankful to Keith because now he realizes this is exactly what the team needed was 100%. to see the game as fun again and not just like something that they have to do to get to college or whatever for their fucking piece of shit dads. You know? That's right. That's right. It's the spirit of the game. It's, it's to have fun. fun. And that's exactly what they're doing. But you know who's not having fun? Dan. Because Deb is giving him fucking ultimatums now. You need to go see a therapist. Oh, man. Could you imagine fucking Dan having to go see fucking Dr. <laughs> Melfi from The Sopranos? Oh. oh we're not shit, talking dude. about The Sopranos That's here, bro. a way bro. better show than this. No! Get out of here. Oh, don't you even fucking start with me, man. How many fucking Emmys, how many fucking Academy Awards is fucking One Tree Hill won? None. Did you actually Google it? Yeah, I did fucking zero for everything they would never win a fucking academy award i couldn't even list numbers don't go high enough to talk about how many academy awards the sopranos won so don't even fucking start with me with the greatest show of all time Actually, numbers do go that high no they fucking don't sorry (laughs) sorry brother i know numbers are infinite but guess what there's infinite fucking amounts of fucking Academy Awards for The Sopranos because that is the greatest show of all time. But either way, be that as it may, fucking Deb, that fucking ultimatum, cutting Dan deep again. He's really feeling it well, from his he's family. He's refusing. He's like, no. Yeah. And she's like, no, you need to do it or you're never seeing Nathan again. Ouch. And then we fade to black. Yeah. Oh, man. Black. How did we make it? We're like, you're like for sure drunk as fuck. I'm tipsy. I don't know. We're hour 10 into this shit and it's working out just fine. I think. <laughs> You'll go to edit it. Like, Do you need tomorrow. my Meltzer star rating for. Uh, Hang on. You're going to go edit this like tomorrow or whenever you do it. And so much is probably going to be cut. But yes, give me your star rating. Meltzer star rating. Great episode. It's not as great as episode six, which I still think is the fucking goat episode so far, which I gave a 4.20 to. But this is very close. So I'm going to go 4.13 on the Meltzer star scale. 4.13. 4.13. Alrighty. Yeah. Yeah. It's a solid B. Good episode. Had some fun with it. And we hope you're having fun out there in fucking podcast land on whatever service you stream with, including Deezer. You wiener. <laughs> you stole Deezer from me. Again. I did it again, brother. That's rude. 
But yeah, make sure you hit us up on all the streaming services and of course on TikTok and Instagram at treehellwf.podcast. Just having a great time doing this shit. We're bringing it to you every single week. Monday it releases at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. It might be a little bit earlier because every time I was on like the thing setting the time for 10 a.m., it would hit like Spotify and stuff like later than 10 a.m. And I was like, fuck, we're lying at this point. So I set it to 9 a.m. So it might hit you at 930. It might hit you at 10 a.m. Yeah, the other ones it seemed to, too. Yeah. I kind of started to go and check and whatever. Monday mornings. Monday mornings after 9 a.m. at some point. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. We'll figure it out eventually. We're only 10 episodes and you think we know what we're fucking doing by now. But either way, we're having a great time. I just hit schedule. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, we're having a great time here. We appreciate all the listens. We appreciate the downloads. We appreciate the comments. We appreciate you liking up a fucking picture about the brood. Edge, Christian, and Gangrel, and fucking Brooke and, or not Brooke, Peyton and fucking Lucas being the One Tree Hill brood. Great fucking uh, turnout for that post. Just me being fucking stoned one day and making some weird meme about wrestling and fucking One Tree Hill gets a lot of fucking love. So we love, we love the love. We love, love. We do the love. love. And uh, Paul Johansson loves love as well, too, and he loves us. Yeah, that was super cool. Our fucking boy, Paul Johansson, Dan Scott himself, shouting out the fucking podcast. So make sure you listen to us on all the streaming services and check us out on social media at treehellwf.podcast. And until next week, bye, bitch. Uh, I guess we bid you adieu. <laughs> we are the nation of domination.